Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things not seen. A lot of us talk about it, but God wants to be about it. He wants to really, truly have faith in who he is. I'm so glad, Ebony. Ebony, uh, did you go to journalism? Did you go to journalism school? Did you? Did you go? You didn't go to. Oh, okay. Now, so, and uh, I'm so glad God brought her here today because uh, Ebony is this phenomenal poet, right? I mean, phenomenal poet. I mean, just unbelievable, just gifted. The Erica is the exact same way, gifted. Where did it come from? Where did it come from, man? If you didn't go to school. Where did it come from? Where did it come from? It came from God. And the gift blesses so many people. Right? And and so we have to understand that without a shadow of a doubt. So we have to understand, man, that everything we have, man, it comes from God. We don't get to brag about it. We don't get to boast and think we're better than. Right? Because what we have was given to us, man, by God because he loved us. And he gave it to us, Onika. The reason why he gave you the voice to sing is because people need to hear God's voice through you. And it's called love. For God so loved the world that he put in each individual, man, a part of him. And the portion that you have is not for you, but it's for the benefit of others. It's important for us to understand that, man, as we move forward and look at what's happening. Now, becoming like Christ. Everybody talk about Jesus is my Lord. The question is, is he really your Lord? Does he govern your life? Does he govern your life? If you turn your life over to God and believe him and trust in him and image your life after him, I promise you, you would see amazing things in your life like never, ever before. You'd be able to deal with stuff like never, ever, ever, ever before. You have to make a commitment to him. You have to know that God loves you. The reason why he loved you so hard and so much, and the reason why Pentecost, he pulled you out what he pulled you out of, because he needed you to have the same love he had so you can give it to somebody else. Everybody, I don't care who you are, is who you are, man, because of somebody. Somebody came alongside you, man, and because God loved them, man, they loved you, and they came along beside you, and they gave you a job. They may have helped you get a house. They may have helped you raise your family. They may have given you transportation. Right? But it was God showing his love to you. Now, what he wants us to do, man, is image him. All right? So, so, so here we go. So let's deal with it. All right? Now, here in St. John, the 13th chapter, here's what he says. So now I am giving you a new command, a new commandment. Now, Camilla, he says, I want you to understand this is a new commandment I'm giving you. Now, I've been talking about this here, man, ever since I planted the church. 
He said, a new commandment I'm giving you. This is a command. He's telling his disciples this, man, as he get ready to leave. Right? He's getting ready to leave, and he's giving them a new commandment. Now, here's what the commandment says, Nisi. Love each other just as I have loved you. Love each other just as I have loved you. You should love each other. Watch verse 35. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you are my disciples. Now, how do the world know for real that you saved? How do the world know, man, that you wanted Christ's disciples? How we're talking about people who don't know God, people who are far from God, they don't want to have nothing to do with God. They may be atheists, they may be whatever, man. How do they know that God even exists? How do they know? Love. Everybody say love. Love Love is the what? Authenticating. It is the very thing, right? It ain't no fish. It ain't no cross. It ain't no quotes, right? Love is the very stamp. It's the very thing. Now watch what it says. Love is the authenticating mark. To who? Unbelievers. Now, let's deal with this here because our mission is not to come in, man, and be a social club. Our mission, man, is to impact people on the outside so they can want to be a part of the inside. Now, how do they know, though? Why would I join your ministry? Why would I want to be a part of your God? Why should I serve you? I'm watching this movie, uh, and some of you, I will tell you, I've been watching this series, man. It got me locked in, and I don't normally like watching this kind of stuff. But I've been watching stuff, man, because I want to minister. So I'm trying to figure out what's going on, God. Why are you showing me all this stuff? So I'm watching the have and have nots, right? And so uh, the mother, Hannah, is a strong Christian. But she frustrates me. I mean, look, I tell my wife, man, I get so angry at her. It's amazing. I mean, she just drives me nuts, man. She's cussing all the time and she's clowning, right? And she just can't stand her daughter, right? Now, those who saw the whole series, I haven't seen it yet, so things may change, right? Here's the problem I have, Nisi, right? Her daughter, Candace, is a mess. As brilliant, as gifted as she is, man, she's a mess. The problem is she doesn't care for God, don't know nothing about God. So her experience of God is her mother. Her mother, all she does is belittle her. She talks about her all the time to her brother. Now, she's frustrated because of the decision she's making. But the problem you have is when the baby dies and they're in the hotel room and she starts to mock her mother's God, why did she do it? It's because of the God that her mother displayed is the only God Candace know. And that's the God, you ain't going to be nothing, you ain't nothing but a slut, you just say, now this is, the, this is the one who represents the king. So as we represent the king, and we're supposed to be so saved and sanctified, and, and Tyler Perry does a marvelous job of constantly showing the strength and the faith of the mother, her confidence and faith in God. The problem is she don't get to transform Candace yet. Now, I don't know what's going to happen later on, right? But she, all she does is beat her down, right? She beats her down. Now, 
Why is that important? Because we should be the image of Christ. We don't get to cuss them out. We don't get to slap them upside the head. We don't get to tell the person who's on crack, you ain't nothing but a crackhead. We don't get to do that. Because God gave us his Holy Spirit, now watch this here, to redeem man back to him. He gave us the ministry and message of reconciliation. And the thing to watch, this is good because he said the only way they're going to know that you're really saved is how you treat each other. We fight among brothers and sisters more than anybody anywhere. And people say, why would I want to, why should I want to be a part of a ministry when all they do is talk about each other and sleep with each other and abuse each other? Why would I want to, why would I want to be a part of that? So the world say, I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to have nothing to do with it because you misrepresent the kingdom. So he says that love is the authenticating mark. So what is love? Love comes a multitude of faults. Even though I know you no good, watch this here. Let's go back to Psalms. That's why I read it. God is in control. Now, I want everybody who loves to talk about other people to go into your secret closet. When don't nobody know but you and God, man, what you did and God forgave you. And God redeemed you. And he covered you and never exposed you. But if he had exposed you, if he had told what you done when you was in college and nobody, oh my God. Because your mother thought you was great. She was bragging on my baby in school. I was in, I was in Texas, man. I was supposed to have been in Mississippi. I was at the frat show. I was part of the My mama think I'm in Mississippi, man. I'm in Texas. Brad, I was living a life in Texas. I was bagging the thing up in Texas. And my mom would tell my son, go to Alcorn State University. And she just bragged. I said, I said Lord, th- thank God they didn't have a camera. They can just run across us. Thank God they didn't have social media. Oh, my God, it's been over, Camilla. It's been over. Ebony, it's been over, Ebony. Social media would have killed us all, right? Now, John 3, 16, our favorite verse is, for God, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son that everyone who believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Everyone that believes How do they believe? Only through you. How do they believe? People that, listen, how do the world who don't know God get to know who God is? I promise you, man, I don't care who they are. It's going to be through you. They watching you. Is you going to come along? They watching your life. You say you saved, so they watching your life. You know, Spud is here, and and Spud was telling me, I went through some stuff. And Spud said, man, I don't understand Pastor, now we didn't really talk to him. Appreciate. He said, "Man, what they did to you in Mesquite Public Schools, man, we we couldn't understand it. Right? They were watching my life, and I didn't even know they was watching me. So when he had a crisis in his life, man, he said, "I'll talk to Pastor Duran because I've been watching him. Right? Somebody's watching you, and they watching you, man, how you act with each other, and the true love of God." 
is how you behave with each other. How do we win this thing? How do we win the world over? By the way we love each other. So God showed us a great example, man, and Jesus gave his life, man, so we can have a relationship. That's how much he loved us. That's how much he loved us. He wanted to trigger something inside us, man, to change our life forever. John 15 and 12 and 13 says, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than a man to lay down his life for his friend. So Christ, Christ literally gave, now listen, you got married, whatever, and you was in love. What happened? Right? But what made you get there? You, you, you saw the person, you vetted them, you watched their life and all this, and then when you watched their life, you watched them, and you vetted them, and you married them, and you thought they were the greatest thing ever. Right? People are vetting you. They want to know, man, can I get married to the church, man, based on them? Just like you was looking at a person wanting to find out everything about when you was dating them, somebody's trying to figure out, should I date the church, man, based on you? Should I really come into this thing, man, based on you? I, I, I know you're going through hell. I know you lost some loved ones. I know this happened. I know your family fell apart. But I want to see how they're going to respond to this. And if they respond right, man, then I know the church is what? Real. You don't get to say, you know, I'm human. Because you've been born again. You've been transformed. And God put his spirit inside of you. So you ain't what you used to be. I don't get to claim stew man no more. I don't get to claim stew man. Not when, I, not when I've been born again. Because Stu man died, so I said. So now I'm a new creature. Now what is the evidence of it? The evidence is how I treat my brother and sister in the Lord. Because now the world is watching us. Keep in mind, the world is not watching the world. The world is watching the church. That's why they know everything about you. I did a series. I did a sermon the other day on my noonday. I said, people who don't have nothing to do with the church, when they're in trouble, man, they come to the church. They don't donate nothing to the church. They don't give nothing financially. But when they get in trouble, man, they come to the church. If the church tells them no, they get mad at God. And say, and I thought, I thought the church was supposed to, oh, so you do know how we operate. Now, watch what happens. And we know. So, we, we watch him. Right? So, your love is on display. It's really, really on display. All right? And that's why he says, he said, I am the, watch Jesus. This is Jesus' teaching. When, when he, first of all, when he said, this is my command, love each other. As I, the same way, the same way I love you, how much did I love you? I gave up my life for you. I literally gave up my life for you. And I'm giving you a model to live by. That's what Jesus said. I'm about to give you a model to live by. You have to be willing to sacrifice what you want for the sake of people who ain't no good. You got to be willing to sacrifice, man, for the sake of the people who don't know nothing about God. Not for the people that already know God, but for the people who don't know him. So Jesus sacrificed his life, man, for people who did not know him for who he was. He says, I'm willing to give up for them and redeem them back to me. He says, now watch what he says. 
He said, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd sacrificed his life for the sheep. He, why is he talking like this? Because he told us, watch this here, I'm going to leave you my spirit, and you're going to be just like me. And the works that I do, you'll be able to do even greater. That's how powerful love is, man. It, it's so important. I, I told my wife I was going to do, I was going to hoop today, Brad. I told my wife, I was going to walk down the aisle and walk on the pews and all that. And then I said, but Spud, we just go have a field day if I did that. You know, he said he opened up the Red Sea and he came down and I was going to say a verse on every step of the pew, right? Then I realized that I can't even step up on those steps. So I, I bagged up on that one, right? Now, here's the indelible mark. Everybody say indelible. This is the visual image. Now, I want you to get this, man. Don't miss this here because this is the whole essence of love. Jesus gave them a vision. They needed a visual image. And here is the image. Now, don't miss the whole key to love. Jesus knew that the Father had given him all authority. Now, he knew this, right? Now, watch what happens. He had given all authority over everything that he had come from God and he would return to God. Verse 4, so he got up from the table. This is the master. This is the king. This is God himself in the flesh. Got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and he poured water in a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel, and then he returned. Right? And he went back to his seat and sat down. This is it. He said, I don't think you guys understand the sacrifice. He said, let me give you an image, man, of what love is really all about. It's important that you got to get this. So what he did was a, 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 a feet washing was reserved for slaves, Gentiles, and children. Jesus, who's their king of king, their master teacher, their Lord, he gets up and he turns around, goes over to them, he takes a towel, wraps it around himself, and he gets down on his knees, and he starts to wash their feet. He said, now, I'm doing this, man, so you can have a, because most of you guys are visual learners. He said, you're not auditorial learners. He said, you're visual learners, so I got to show you a picture, right? So he did this here, and he said, I want everybody to understand this because you'll know it from years to come. He became a servant. He said, true love is about serving people. He said, whoever's going to, now remember now, this is important. Don't y'all miss this because you got to read the Bible to understand it. They were just fighting over who's going to be on the right-hand side and who's going to be on the left-hand side. They were just fighting over position and power because in the kingdom, in our world, it's all about power and influence, right? So they want to say, hey, listen, now these days they have a secret meeting with Jesus and say, listen, I want to be on your right hand when you get up there with the Father because I know you're going. So Jesus said, let me tell you something. I want everybody to sit down and pay attention. If you want to be great in the kingdom, right? He said, if you really want to be my representative, he said, let me give you a picture. So he did less talking and more action. So what he did was he started to show them, man, if you want to be great, if you really want to show my love and, 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 and display my, what do you have to do? Serve each other. You have to take the lowest position and watch this here. And put everybody else above you. And you have to stoop down. He said, and listen, most of you all don't have nothing, man, because you won't do this. Most of us are struggling, man, because we refuse to serve. We refuse to use the master key of love. 
And, and because we won't do it, man, our life is a living hell. We can't, we robbing Peter to pay Paul. We can't stretch a dollar. I don't make that much money. Do you know Jesus took a woman? Well, God took a woman. All she had was a little bit of a little bit of little bit of grain, right? And the, and, the, and the prophet said, "Just make me a sandwich. Make me a, a, a cake." And when she made him a cake, man, God took a little bit and turned it into a lot. There was a story of three little fish and five loaves of bread. He took a little bit. He took your little $10 an hour job and it seemed like you were making $45 an hour. Because he can take what little you have and stretch it when you turn your life over to him and really love. Like He, he said, I can't bless you. You're too busy complaining about what you don't have instead of being thankful for what you do have. He said, what you have is not just for you, but I ain't got that much to give away. I'm not doing this. He said, that's your problem. He said, you miss love. He said, love is about sacrifice. Sacrifice is giving something that you don't really have to give. I can't afford that to do this. If I do this here, then I can't do this here. So he said, listen, here's your problem. You want to be blessed, but you won't do nothing. He said, you won't trust me. You trust everybody else, man, except me. He said, how do you know? I said, that's the question. How do you, how do you know? I don't he said, because you won't serve. You won't do nothing for nobody. You won't even help your brothers and sisters. You won't commit to nothing. You won't make no commitment. It's all about you. If somebody asks you to volunteer and do something, you won't do it. But you say, I love the Lord. He said, you have the audacity to go around and say, I love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind. And somebody asks you, would you volunteer? You say, I don't have time. But you go to the game. You can go to the club, you can hang out, you can do anything you want to do, and you have time for it. But as soon as somebody says, dude, you say, I, I, well, I, just don't, I can't give that much money. God said, keep in mind that all of it belongs to me. I just gave it to you, and I want to know, can I trust you to give a portion back so we can make this happen? Because we can't make this happen without you. He said, and, and I put you there, man, so you can do this. He said, that's why I brought you there. And your resources and your talent because they need you. Oh, I'm stepping on some toes. All right, now, so let's move on. Here's what Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to be done. Don't be what? Selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Think of others as better than yourself. Jesus wants them to know The secret to real power, the secret to real power, Nisi, is serving and giving. That's the secret. Most of us struggle and struggle and struggle, and then we never get the key to the power. We never get the master key. The master key is love. I told my wife the other day, I said, oh, my God, man, God is amazing. She said, no, I said, I promise you, Adina, he's crazy good. Right, and uh, and it was just, well, I, I can't tell you everything I told her, but because she slapped me, right? Now here's the thing. So as we, as we wrap this up, sin, sin grows from the seed of selfishness. Love is just the opposite, right? But sin grows from a seed of selfishness. 
right? And Matthew 24 says this, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. Look at the world around you. Look what's going on, right? It's all because of sin. That's a big question. Yes. Some of the people ask Jesus questions and they ask him, says, what is the most important command in scripture? What is the most important? What do you say? Love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. And then he says, and love your neighbor. It's important, man, because it's all about relationships. It's all about relationship. So as we move in the world and what's going on, it's all about relationship. Now watch, the election, when it come up, you're going to see people, man, arguing, fussing at the polls, doing all this kind of stuff. They're going to forget about their relationship. And they're going to argue about something, man, that they don't have, they don't even know the people. People are going to fall out. Family members won't even speak over a sign. Now, I'm about to close this in, in a third, about, about one minute. If those are God's two most important commands, then the opposite, not loving God and not loving neighbors is a sin. If those are the two most important, then not loving God and not loving your neighbors must be a sin. Right? And, and, and here's the thing. Sin is always unloving. Now, take a picture of this. Sin is unhelpful, unhealthy, unfair, unwise, untruthful, and is always selfish. Whenever it's the, remember, whenever the focus is on you, it's sin. It's not ever about you, man. God never gifted you, man, just for you. The, the master key to love, man, in relationship, the master key to it, the master key, the master key, right? Now, here it is. We often tell ourselves we are doing something for the benefit of others when in reality we're doing it for our own benefit. It ain't really about, it, we act like it's about them, but in reality, man, it's about us. Guess who you can't fool? You can't fool God. That's why you keep struggling. And God said, until you get it right for real, everything belongs to me. The food is there. Everything is mine. I can change your whole life in a second. I was watching, you know, in the movie, in the, and she, this, this guy getting get to be the president, and he says, we can make everything go away for you, Candace. Don't you want a fresh start? We have the ability to change your whole image. We can make your whole past. God got the ability to erase your whole past. And some of you all, he did. He erased your entire path, man, because you gave your life to him. And what you used to be, nobody ever knew it happened. And he gave you a brand new start. And the reason why he did it, man, because he knew you loved him. And he knew you, he knew you loved him, and so he blessed you and gave you a brand new start. Now they call you sister instead of something else, or brother, instead of something else. Okay, I'm done. I'll finish it up next week, right? Because I'm, I'm over time. Everybody stand to your feet. 
I want to take you guys home on this scripture right here. First John 4 and 18. Love builds relationship. Such love have no fear. Because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. Fear comes, man, when we don't really trust God. We don't really believe him. So we won't do for people like we're supposed to. Because we're afraid they're going to take advantage of us. We're afraid. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for what you've done for us. We thank you for being in charge of everything. Thank you, Lord, for transforming our life, giving us a brand new start, giving us an opportunity to give our life to you. We appreciate that. We appreciate you, uh, how you let the world know that you are alive through us. So we ask you, Lord, to come into the hearts of every individual in here. Lord, let them really, really embrace you. And let them have a passion for serving and caring for people and loving people and using their resources to build the kingdom of God. Lord, remove fear. Don't let them be afraid that they won't have enough. Oh, Lord, we thank you. We praise and magnify you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You all may be seated. For those who want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, uh, we ask you to share in our resource, in your resources with the kingdom. Give and God will give back to you. Good measure, press down, shake together, run over. God will give into your bosom. In order for God to bless you, you can't be afraid to trust him. You got to trust him, man. Remember that everything you have, and he told you, man, you got to give a portion back to him. You have to do it. You have to give back to him. What you do is between you and God. But here's the principle, Brad. Whatever, Kiki, whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. And when you genuine from the heart, it's almost like you fertilize it. Right? But don't expect God to do great things when you don't sow great things. And I'm not talking about money. I'm talking about resources, life, love, happiness, gentleness, generosity, caring, whatever. You have to sow it into people. And as you sow, man, God, what? Gives it back to you. And you always get back more than what you sowed. But you, have, you can't be afraid to sow. Amen? So please, continue to be a blessing. Thank you for all those who support the ministry. We appreciate it so much. Right? And, and God is going to bless you beyond your wildest dreams. Let's stand, be dismissed. You can give on Giveify uh, online. You can give on your way out. You can write a check to the church. However you want to do it, it's fine with us. We appreciate whatever you do. It's going to be more than enough. Dear Lord, as we leave this place, never your presence. Be with us, guide our hearts, guide our mind. Continue to make resources available for us. But more than anything else, man, give us a desire and a passion to use everything we have for the benefit of the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. We actually open up doors of opportunity. Pour in blessings like never before. Give them a mind and a passion to love you and love people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Keep your mask on as you leave. The pandemic is rising again, so make sure uh, you keep your social distance. All right? Amen. They're going to dismiss you.